There's a reason I'm recording this podcast episode today, on the actual day that I'm recording this, because I've been planning this episode for a while and thinking about this episode for a while, but there's a reason I'm recording it today. So why is today the day? Why is today the day that I told you this was so important for me to record this? Because... Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr. I'm coming to you from my Western branch offices in Whitefish, Montana right now. If you're watching on YouTube or you're catching any of this on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, you will see the background is a little bit different than my normal background. I'm in uh, my sister-in-law's basement, and uh, this is my studio. This is my office for uh, about a month or so. We're out here. And... Did this last summer for any of you longtime listeners. You heard me talking about our trip to Montana last year. And uh, man, love it out here is absolutely incredible. We're going backpacking, going on a three-day backpacking trip in the mountains this weekend. And uh, man, it's going to be incredible. It's grizzly bear country, so we're taking our bear spray. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard the difference between, because there's black bears and grizzly bears here. And when you're out in bear country, you especially with grizzlies, you, you really should have your bear spray and then it's like a pepper spray. And then also they say you can wear bells on your shoes and gear just so that, you know, alerts bears that you're coming, you're not sneaking up on them because they're certainly, you know, afraid of you and don't want to be near you. And if they hear you coming, they'll, they'll kind of scatter, but uh, man, you don't want to, you don't want to be walking up on a grizzly bear, but they tell you that the way to differentiate between Black bear poop and grizzly bear poop is grizzly bear poop smells like pepper spray and has bells in it. So hopefully that is not going to be the case with us. And hopefully we're not going to be seeing too much of that. But uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes this weekend. Super excited to get up into the mountains. A lot of time on the rivers, a lot of time on the lakes up here, just crystal clear water. And man, just love it here. But this is my dream. This is what I work toward. This was my goal for the last decade was to be able to work from anywhere and have a business where I can serve people, love people, and uh, and also do that from anywhere. So so here it is, man, living out my dream out here in Montana. Uh, I hope you're having an amazing summer or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, I hope things are well for you. By the way, this is episode 310. If you want to recommend this to anybody, you can just send them a text or post it on social media. Hey, check out Success Through Failure, episode 310. If this episode resonates with you, that's how this stuff grows. That's how podcasts grow is by recommendations and referrals and social media and growth like that. So thank you for that. Also, if you can leave a rating and review on iTunes or any other platform, those go a long way into uh, helping this thing grow and letting other people know that this is a podcast that you love. All right, so what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about, should I crush it every day or should I get off the warpath? I mean, should I be grinding it out all the time or should I kind of step back and, and be, be a little bit more chill about it? Well, there's a balance, there's a right and a wrong there, and it's different for everybody. We're going to talk about how you find that for yourself and, you know, kind of the language that's used out there these days in terms of, you know, grinding and crushing and, you know, you got to be going all the time and working all the time and there's a time and place for that. And there's a time and place for stepping back. But how do you how do you find this in your life? How do you figure out the balance for you personally in your life? So let's talk about that. The genesis for this episode topic was a conversation with one of my clients, and he's very successful, outward standards. You go, man, this guy's crushing it, and you know, he has multiple successful businesses and doing really well, but he's feeling a bit burned out. And 
you know, he was talking about reveal your path and in the program that he's in and, you know, these small group, he's in a small group and he's like, Jim, he's like, if I talk to this small group and I tell them like, I'm trying to step back a little bit, I feel like that's not really along the lines of what everybody is trying to do in this group. Right. Cause my clients are, they're high achieving people. They, people who they know there's another gear inside of them. They feel like they're leaving too much on the table and there's no time left to underperform and they want to get, they want to be, you know, uber productive and they want to crush it and be successful and make more money and, and be healthy and fit and have a, a great personal life and all of these things. Right. And he's like, well, I, you know, I feel like I need to step back, but I don't feel like that's really in alignment with, with everybody else in the program here. And we had this conversation that was around this idea that reveal your path the program, the name of my coaching program, it's the eight-week coaching program, the foundational program that all my clients go through. It's not called, and this, these are his words. He's like, it kind of hit him. He goes, he goes, yeah, you know, reveal your path. He goes, I guess that's why you don't call it reveal your war path because it's not about single-minded focus. Like when I was wrestling, I had a single-minded focus, right? I was solely focused in my life on being the best wrestler that I could possibly be. And yes, academics was really important to me. I got good grades. I was at a great institution. I always got great grades in high school and college, but like really it was about wrestling. And you, you may roll your eyes at that and depending on, you know, your, your sort of philosophy on athletics and whatnot. And, and I get it, but listen, that's who I was. That's what I did. I was solely focused on that. I had that single-minded focus. That's great in that environment, but it doesn't work in the real world. And to be honest, there were certain things that because of that single-minded focus that I lost out on, that I missed out on as a student athlete as well. But really in the real world, it doesn't work like that. You can't sustain that and find true happiness. I mean, gosh, if you, if you have ever heard of the Grant study, this is the longest longitudinal study on human happiness ever. It's out of Harvard. It was started in like the 1930s and it's still going on today. And what they have come to realize is that happiness doesn't come from money. Like once you can kind of pay the bills and have some sense of financial security and food security, all of that, more money does not correlate to greater happiness. What does? Relationships. Like relationships are the number one thing. Like connections, relationships, people, right? That maybe doesn't align with what, you know, the David Goggins philosophy of the world, the Gary V's of the world, you know, what's like crush it, crush it, crush it, do hard things and never take a day off and go, go, go. Like that maybe doesn't align with that philosophy, right? Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, you know, crack the whip, go, go, go. Like you can't be in season year round, right? And have a balanced life and have balanced success. And listen, if you want to go the route of Elon Musk and Steve Jobs, like go for it. Steve Jobs, I mean, he, he denied his first child, his daughter, that because it was kind of an inconvenient truth for his life. Like that's not the life that I want to live. Elon Musk, I mean, he has, you know, he said things and, and done things that have been in the, in the public eye about his family and just awkward moments talking about his family and how he spends time with his kids through email and, and that sort of thing. And listen, the guy's changing the world. I get it. And if you want to change the world and you want to change the world in that way, like you may have to sacrifice some things. That's a little bit more single-minded focus. That's not who I am. That's not how I want to live. I want to change the world. I also want to be an amazing husband, an amazing father, an amazing follower of Christ. I want to be healthy and fit. I want to do fun things. I want to kick ass in my health and fitness. Like that's the way 
that I want to live my life, balance success. And that's the type of people that I attract who come to me. They're like, Jim, I want to crush it, man. I want to make a lot of money. I also want to be healthy and fit. I also want to have a great personal life. You can't be in season year round. Uh, one of my good friends, Josh Spodek, who I've had on the podcast twice. He's a leadership expert. I'm pretty sure he's the smartest man alive. Uh, he has five Ivy League degrees, five of them. Uh, he's written a bunch of leadership books. Really great guy, smart guy. He does this thing called the SIDCHA. SIDCHA is an acronym. It stands for Self-Imposed Daily Challenging Healthy Activity. Self-Imposed Daily Challenging Healthy Activity. He has done his SIDCHA, his main one. He has multiple for I don't know how many years in a row. Hasn't missed a day. Like He's up to like 52 burpees. He started with like 10 burpees years ago, something like that. And he's continued to increase it. And he does them every day. And this builds discipline. And it's fabulous. It's amazing. That's not me. I've not done my Sidcha that religiously. I do my Sidcha and, and with my clients, my inner circle, we, we were in this Facebook group, private Facebook group, and we have our Sidcha and we, I post a new one every month and everybody gets to choose what Sidcha they want to do, whether it's burpees or meditation or whatever it might be. I am like so imperfect at that. And you might be saying, well, well, Jim, like I listen to your podcast because I want to like crush it. I want to be the, the David Goggins, the Elon Musk, the Gary Vee, like crush it, crush it, crush it. Yeah, good. Like go for it. Awesome. For me, I don't like to do things just to do them. I want them to be meaningful. And even when I was training and I was an Olympic hopeful and I was an All-American, one of the best in the country at what I did, I didn't train every day. You can't. I didn't train the same year round. I took time off in the summer. Not much. And you know, I was still on the mats most a lot of days during the week, even in my off season. But there are certain days where I'm not on the mats. Or I'm not in the weight room. Or I'm not watching film. Like you can't be in season. You can't do that year round as an athlete. And to be honest, you can't do that in the real world either. So reveal your path is not about reveal your war path. The gurus, they talk about, you know, crushing it. But what they're not talking about is balanced success is about crushing it, I mean, absolutely crushing, making a ton of money, making a huge impact on the world. But what about also, not or, but and, right? Using the, the both and mentality rather than the either or. What if you can do both and, right? And this comes from the book Built to Last. When they looked at these visionary companies, this is a fascinating book. It's kind of, kind of a landmark business book. If you're in business, you, it's, this is a must-read. If you're a leader, this is a must-read book. It was written decades ago, but it's just a fantastic book. Uh, I do think there's an updated version. But they looked at companies they considered visionary companies. They were built to last. These are companies that they set these sort of parameters and metrics, and then they went out and found companies who met all of these metrics. And they had companies that lasted through multiple boom and bust cycles, through lasted through economic ups and downs, through new technological developments. And these are companies who iterated through these technological developments and stayed relevant where other companies and competitors sort of faded away. And what they realized, these companies operated, one of the things they operated on was they had a both and mentality, right? Not either or, right? In this context of this conversation we're having today, either I can crush it in business and make a ton of money, or I can maintain my health. Or either I can crush it and make a ton of money and be really successful and have a huge impact on the world, or I can have a great family life. What about both and? It exists. I'll be honest, like, I feel like I'm living it, right? Has my impact been max, like maximum 
fully lived out yet. No, but it's growing every day. But I feel like I, I, I'm, I don't feel like it. I know it. I am living my version of it. Like this is reality. This is, this is the truth for me. And I've seen it. I have friends who are doing it. I've had people on the podcast who are doing it. You can have balanced success. I mean, relationships are number one. Like God tells us that. And by the way, there's a reason I'm recording this podcast episode today. On the actual day that I'm recording this right now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to reveal to you at the end of this episode why today is such a relevant day for me to be talking about this. Uh, because I've been planning this episode for a while and thinking about this episode for a while, but there's a reason I'm recording it today. But back to relationships, you know, relationships is, is number one. I mean, God tells us that's in the Bible, but you know, Elon Musk and Steve Jobs and some of these people who we look up to who are world changers, I mean, they sacrifice that, right? There's an email, this anonymous email, it's in the book, I think it's just titled Elon Musk, I forget the subtitle, but there's an email in there written, an anonymous employee submitted this to the author where he said, this guy missed a meeting. Elon Musk sent him an email. He says, that is no excuse. I'm extremely disappointed. You need to figure out where your priorities are. We're changing the world, changing history, and either you commit or you don't. Guess what? I get it. I get it. You know, they're changing the world, changing history. That doesn't have to be you or me in terms of how we operate. You don't have to crush people that way. And Elon Musk came out and denied that he sent that email and whatnot and kind of, you know, said that that's not how he operates. And maybe it's not. And I hope that's the case. But here's the deal. Like you might be thinking, well, Jim, you're, you're telling me I should be crushing it. Uh, you're telling me that if I want to change the world, I should back off. I shouldn't be on the war path. Listen, my calling card is, is hard work. Like I grew up in the hardest working family you will ever meet. My parents, holy crap, they're in their 70s. And I'm on vacation out here in Montana. They're at home texting me pictures of them ripping up their deck and rebuilding it and they're sanding it and doing all this crap. I mean, out in like 90 plus degree heat. I mean, hardest working people you, you will ever meet. And me and my sisters are like, why don't you just like pay someone else to do it? Or we'll come home and do it for you. Like you don't have to be like going like that, like this, but this is how they operate. This is how they're wired. I grew up in this home. That's how I'm wired. That's the reason that I got to go to the university of Virginia is not because I was a state champion. Shoot. I didn't even place in the high school state championships. My goal was to win it. I didn't even get on the podium. So why did I get recruited to the university of Virginia, university of Pennsylvania to Cornell to Brown, to all these great schools? Why? Because these coaches saw my work ethic. That's who I am. That's how I operate. I was voted by my teammates and my coaches when I was in college, my, my sophomore, junior, and senior year, I was voted the hardest worker on the team. That plaque is one of the few. I, I went through and threw away almost all of my trophies and plaques and everything for my entire wrestling career. Hundreds and hundreds of trophies and medals and plaques. Hundreds of them. Boxes and boxes. Over 17 years of competition. Threw almost all of them away. That's one of the few that I kept. The hardest worker award from those three years. I am proud of my work ethic. I will outwork Anybody on any day. I feel like I'm the hardest working man that I know. I know there's some hardworking people out there, and I, and I hope you feel the same thing about yourself. But you can be hardworking and you can have balanced success. But you have to work hard at having balanced success. Quick interruption. If you like what you're hearing here and you want to learn how you can implement this into your life, just go to jimharshajr.com slash apply to see how you can get a free one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. That's jimharshajr.com slash apply. Now back to the show. 
these gurus, like when you build a company like mine, coaching, personal performance coaching, executive coaching, leadership coaching, consulting, management consulting, when you, when you do this type of work, they tell you, they, they tell you that there are only three avenues where you can really serve in this role, right? There's only three really niches you can choose. You have to choose one of these three. And then there are sort of sub niches under these three. Number one is relationships, like fixing relationships, you know, marriage advice, you know, how to, how to find a date, that kind of thing. Right. Number two is health and fitness, health and wellness, right? Huge industry. We know that, you know, the supplements and, you know, fitness coaches and programs and yada, 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 all that. Right. And then the third one is making money or business, right? Those are the three though. I'll tell you, pick one, can't pick two, can't pick three, but I'm doing it <laughs> because I'm not in any one of those. I'm in all three. And I believe that's why you're listening today too, is because you won all three. Maybe you failed. Maybe you've struggled in one of those or two of those, or maybe all three of those. Guess what? So have my clients. So have I. So have my podcast guests who I have on here. Failure, struggle, setback. It's part of it. But when you focus on it, you work at it. You work at it. You work at your relationships. You work at your health and fitness. You work at making an impact. You work at making a ton of money. You can have it all. You can have all three. There's a fourth one too, right? Talk about relationships. We talked about that. Health and wellness. I mean, gosh, you know, I, I spend a lot of time working out. Actually, probably not a whole ton of time compared to what you, what you might think, what a lot of people might do. I know there's people who work way harder than that in that aspect than I do. But man, I make it a priority in my life, making money, building my business, supporting my family. Yeah, doing well and supporting my family. You know, left a, a great job a few years ago making six figures. And, you know, we are happily on our way right now and, and have replaced that. And, and we're moving forward, man. It's like I'm doing fine in these areas, but there's one that's missing. There's one that's missing itself. My clients know this, right? Relationships, self, health, and wealth. These are the four areas where we set goals. That self goal is missing. People don't do this. They don't focus on this one. What does that mean? What is a self goal? Because relationships, pretty self-explanatory. Health, self-explanatory. Wealth, that means wealth, work, career, finances, etc. What is self? It's growth, impact, or fun. Growth, personal growth, professional growth, learning a new skill, taking a course, you know, learning a new hobby, impact. It might be philanthropy. It might be volunteering, fun. Like what is purely fun for you? Like what just fills you up? And if it's your work, awesome. There's something else. Pick something else too on top of that because you can't be in season all year long. No one's going to give you permission to do this. No one's going to give you permission to set a self goal. I set a self goal this year about making an impact, about around leadership. And what came to fruition was something that I'm extremely proud of. It wasn't grinding it out. It wasn't crushing it. It wasn't changing the world, making history. But it's something that's deeply meaningful to me. Sitting around a bonfire with some guys, some F3 guys, and you know, F3 is a fitness fellowship and faith. It's not a religious organization, but it's a fitness men's workout program. You guys, you should, if you're a man, you should look it up for the women who are listening, check out FIA females in action. 
Um, it's sort of the, the sister organization. But anyway, I'm sitting around with a bunch of guys who are locally in Charlottesville, part of F3, and we're sitting around a bonfire having a leadership discussion. And uh, one of the things that came out of it was finding ways to to make an impact in our community. And the conversation led to me making a phone call to a ministry called Bridge Ministries. And they are about an hour, an hour and a half south of where I live, about an hour south of Charlottesville. I live a little bit north of Charlottesville. It takes about an hour and a half to get there. Me and a bunch of guys, uh, well, I called them up and I said, hey, listen, we want to come down and serve. So we found a date. I rounded up a bunch of guys. We jumped in the van, drove down there, met up with them, realized that our philosophies are in alignment. They serve, Bridge Ministry serves men who are dealing with addiction, dealing with uh, sort of the in and out of prison cycle in their lives. And they rehabilitate these guys. They treat them like men, the men that they are. They treat them with respect. And they love these guys. They serve them for a year. And it's an amazing program. They're teaching them skills. And uh, long story short, I'm extremely proud of the fact that we now have a regular, consistent workout going on down there. And when I say workout, really, it's, it's, it's the workout's just kind of the candy that we, we, we attract people with into F3, but really it's about leadership and developing humans, developing people, making people the best versions of themselves. And uh, man, we have a bunch of F3 guys going down there every week now and serving them. It's amazing. It took me away from my business, took me away from crushing it, took me away from doing all those things, right? Making money. I wasn't making money. I'm not making money. It's like, it's something that is close to my heart. It's what I'm called to do is an opportunity for me to serve self goal, growth, impact, fun. Like, what is that for you? What is that for you? Like, like no one's going to give you permission to, to step off the treadmill of life, to get out of the rat race. No one's going to come down and say, it's okay. You can do it now. You have to do it. Life is happening now. You're thinking, oh yeah, whenever I get there, whenever I, you know, get this thing in my life or get that next promotion or whatever it might be, like, then I will do that thing, right? Guess what? Life's happening right now. Life's happening now. While, while you're thinking about maybe later, life's happening right now, right? Live it. Be here now. Live life now. I don't care what David Goggins or Gary Vee or Elon Musk say. This is about you. You and your life. How are you going to live it? I dreamed of this moment of sitting here recording a podcast episode to you in private, one of the coolest little towns in America, in Montana, near Glacier National Park, going to rivers and mountains and doing awesome things every day. I dreamed of this one. I created this. It took hard work, but it took balanced success to get here. Couldn't sacrifice my marriage, couldn't sacrifice my health to get here. That's not my path. My path is different. Your path is different. Listen, I identified this years ago. Then I wrote it down. Then I created goals. Then I created micro goals. Then I did visualization. I even did this weird stuff where I recorded these audio scripts that are like visualizations of present day of like now, back then, like years ago. And I would listen to them and imagine that this stuff was happening right now. It's weird. Yeah, I know. But guess what? This is what the sports psychologists tell you to do. I used to work with a sports psychologist. He helped me get over the hump when I was competing. I use those same techniques and philosophies today. Conor McGregor, he's kind of a jackass, but uh, uh, you know, one of the best in the world at what he does in MMA. 
But if you look up Conor McGregor and Law of Attraction, which if you don't know what Law of Attraction is, go back and check out my episode with Hale Dwoskin, episode 295. We talk a little bit about that, but it's about creating what you want in the world. But if you Google Conor McGregor, actually, matter of fact, we'll put the YouTube link in the action plan with Conor McGregor talking about Law of Attraction, but they inter they're interviewing him throughout his career, like early on when he was still nobody, but he would visualize, he would literally visualize himself driving around LA in a drop top Bentley. And guess what he does now? He drives around LA in a drop top Bentley. Like he would pretend, he would make believe in his head that this was happening. This is some nobody. We think it was a foregone conclusion that he was gonna be great. No, it wasn't. He had to create this. I use that kind of stuff and so should you. I went as far as creating a, a video with iMovie on my iPhone with all these images played to music of the life that I was creating. Like, this is the stuff that you have to do. My dream is to make a ton of money, be extremely fit, to more importantly, be an amazing husband and father, to be true to my soul, my soul, my core value as an adventurer, to do hard things, to do exciting things that fill my soul. And you should too. I remember when Jordan Burroughs, he's an Olympic gold medalist. I heard him speak. He's a wrestler, uh, one of the greatest American wrestlers of all time. Won multiple Olympic and world golds. And after he won his Olympic gold medal, he had a, a realization. He said, that's it. He's like, there was a lack of fulfillment there. And that's when he came to faith. That's the big part of it for me too. I want to be a good and faithful servant, but you have to figure out what it is for you that's actually going to fill you, right? It's not just going to be money. You, keep, you can keep raising the bar and making more money and working, being busy. Life's going to pass you by. It's happening right now. You know, Tim Ferriss, he said, uh, busyness is a form of laziness. And I mean, when I first heard him say it, I'm like, wow, I don't know if that's true, right? Like Elon Musk, I'll use that example. I don't think Elon Musk is a terrible person. He's amazing. I just really respect what he does. But he's busy. He's not lazy, right? But what he's referring to is like, you can be busy. You can be busy all day long. You can stay busy. You can stay busy your whole career and not really achieve anything. But the idea is like, are you busy with the right things? You can spend your day working on low level tasks and checking email, making sure you're caught up on email and, and just working on low level stuff. Or you can do the work to figure out what is the high value work that you need to do. How do I say no to certain things so I can say yes to the high value work that I should be doing? And listen, I told you about the audio scripts that I created, the visualization, high value work. Not urgent. Yeah, I can do that tomorrow or next week or next month. It's the most important work that you got to do though. But so many people are busy putting out fires, putting out fires all day long, every day, taking you away from getting to your highest value work. Some of that highest value work is going to be not on the war path, right? Some of the highest value work is going to be recreation or sitting on the floor doing a puzzle with one of your kids. That's some of your highest value work, right? You can be busy. You can be busy all day long, your whole career, or you can work on the most important stuff. There's different versions of looking at this. And I actually have a discovery exercise, a worksheet that I've done with some of my clients around this. And if you're a client listening and you want to do this, let me know, by the way. What we do is there's, there's different ways of looking at the work that you do and how you spend your time. Right? You can use the, the Eisenhower matrix, which was popularized in Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. 
it's you know it's the urgent important matrix the eisenhower matrix you know it's like urgent not urgent important not important and and you know which of the four quadrants uh is the work that you do falling into you want to be working in the not urgent but important like that strategy strategic planning etc but most of us are working on the urgent and important that's like putting out fires urgent i have to do it now it's important like if i don't do it i'm gonna get fired right that's the busy work that we get stuck doing now, sometimes we do the not urgent, not important. That's like thumbing through Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, right? That's not urgent, not important. But you should be working on the not urgent, but important stuff, right? That's the long-range planning. That's the productive pause. That's the planning your day in advance, spending five minutes to do that. Another way to look at it is the 80-20 rule, Pareto's principle, right? 20% of your efforts give you 80% of your results. 20% of your efforts give you 80% of your results. What is the 20% for you? Or you can use the, the small, medium, large rock analogy. And again, this was actually, uh, I think Stephen Covey may have actually created this one, but it was like, you know, you have three buckets. One has really small gravel and sand. Second bucket has medium-sized rocks. And third bucket has just really big rocks. Now you have a fourth bucket, it's totally empty. If you try to put as many of these other rocks into that bucket, there are two ways to do it. Number one, you can pour the small rocks in first, and that small rocks represent minutia, emails, social media, minutia, small stuff, tasks that you do. If you pour that in into your bucket first, into your day, into your life first, and then you put the medium rocks in, there's no room for the big rocks. But if you do it the other way around, you put the big rocks in first, and then the medium ones, and then the small ones, that'll filter around, and they'll fill in the gaps. You can get more stuff done, more important stuff done if you put the big rocks in first, the most important stuff first. Which way are you doing it, right? Tim Ferriss, I'll go back to Tim Ferriss. He talked in, in, in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, about filling the void, right? He talks about, you know, if you go to this 4-Hour Workweek model, which is a fantastic book, by the way. I highly recommend reading it. Even if you don't believe in The 4-Hour Workweek or some of the stuff, like, it's just a mind-opening book to read, but he talks about filling the void. If you were to actually work four-hour work weeks or let's say 20-hour work weeks even, what are you going to do with the other time? You're going to be busy. A lot of people will have a fear of filling that void, so they find ways to keep busy, right? Fill the void. You don't have to fill it with being busy. Do it with stuff that fills you. Work out. Spend time with your family. Build relationships. Start that business. Write that book. Start that podcast. Whatever that might be for you. Fill the void. You got to figure out what's important to you first. It's not about being on the war path. It's about revealing your path. What is that path for you? Right? So why is today the day? Why is today the day that I told you this was so important for me to record this? Because I'm in Montana. I'm working four days a week out here. I'm taking one day a week off. You know, I took a week off to drive out here, six days off actually, to drive out here taking off. I'm only working four days a week while we're out here. And then I'm taking another five days off to go home, to travel home. And so I'm, I'm taking a lot of time off. And in these days that I am working, it's like, I gotta, I gotta get it done. I gotta be busy, right? Well, no, Jim, you don't have to be busy. You gotta do the right things. Work on the stuff that's most important to me. Well, I had a couple of appointments change on my calendar today. And guess what I can do? I can get caught up. I can get caught up on emails. I can get caught up on some other projects. But you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm doing instead of all that? Instead of grinding and crushing it, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Glacier National Park. 
I'm going to go to one of the most beautiful places on earth after I'm done recording this and spend the day with my family. We're going to have an amazing time. We're going to do these hikes, go to some glacial lakes. And I, you know, I don't know what Gary Vee would say. I don't know what Elon would say, but I know what my path is. I know what my path is. I'm going to go create memories with my family. I'm going to go fill my soul with what's important to me. What about you? What is your path? If you want to go deeper on any of this stuff, you can go to episode 306. I talk about how to get the most out of your vacation and holidays and come back energized, not exhausted. Uh, episode 280, talk about how to achieve work-life balance. If you really want to go deep on this, let's have a phone call. You can sign up for a free clarity call with me, a one-time free coaching call, kick the tires, see what coaching is all about, see what this reveal your path thing is all about. Go to jimharshajr.com slash apply. You can apply for a free coaching call with me. At this point, I think this is where I do a mic drop. I'm going to actually, I'm holding my mic in my hand. I'm going to pull it out and I'm going to drop it. I'm going to set it down real gently, actually, because I don't want to drop my expensive mic. But here we go. I'm out. Headed to Glacier. Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, let's talk. You can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at jimharshawjr.com slash apply, where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly with me. And don't forget to grab your action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. And lastly, iTunes tends to suggest podcasts with more ratings and reviews more often. You would totally make my day if you give me a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping me grow the podcast audience. Just open up your podcast app if you have an iPhone, do a search for success through failure, select it, and then scroll the whole way to the bottom where you can leave the podcast a rating and a review. Now, I hope this isn't just another podcast episode for you. I hope you take action on what you learned here today. Good luck and thanks for listening.